You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. Silver and Black today here an Odyssey Original Podcast. Mo Moten, Scott Branson with you. We are your hosts. We are your guides through Raider Nation, the tour of Raider Nation. Whether you're in Australia, whether you're in Indonesia, whether you're in China, wait a minute. I don't think they can get us in China, but everywhere else they can get us. Shout out to Raider Nation all over the world, including Diego Garcia. Do you know where that is, Mo? Diego Garcia. No answer. Okay, so <laughs> I met a guy in London when we went. When Chaz and I went and did the show, we did the show from our, for CBS Radio, Raiders versus Bears in London. We met a guy, a Raider fan from Diego Garcia. There's an Air Force base there, but it's like in the Indian Ocean. It's like an, a tiny island. And this guy came up to see the Raiders. That's how crazy in love you all are with Raider football. And it's great. It's why you're the best fans there are in the NFL. All right, Mo, before we get to the defensive backs, just a quick thing. Marquette King, I don't understand how people don't like the guy. Now, we're covering him objectively. We like to talk to these guys. He just told us more about his end of Raider story than I think has ever been revealed, by the way, which I'm proud, and that's why I wanted to have him on to talk about it. But he's just a likable dude. I don't understand how people don't like him, probably because they don't know him. Yeah, we had him for about 20 minutes. I had him for about five minutes before you came and joined us. And likable dude, I, 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 I got the vibe that I just want to chill out with him at the pool, you know, <laughs> on a nice, on a nice weekend because he, you know, he's very easy to talk to, very approachable dude. So I, for him, I hope he gets another shot. We'll see whether it's in the NFL, the XFL, or another league. I hope he just gets to uh, do what he wants to do. And he, as he said, he has a resume, so there's no reason why he shouldn't be playing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so. We're going to get now into the nitty-gritty football. As you know, camp starts next week. And if you think about uh, the Raiders and the positions we did last time on Monday, our first show here on Odyssey, we did our, our position breakdown, the offensive line, which we all know is a key to the Raiders season in 2022. But also important is the defensive backfield. Of course, the Raiders, previous coaching staff, previous regime, made significant investments uh, in young players at that position, didn't pan out, including... One, Mr. Damon Arnett, of course, you remember him. And then even going back before that to the Jack Del Rio years with Gary on Conley out of Ohio, another Ohio State guy. The Raiders have made some tough selections there, but they did acquire some young talent. Coach Josh McDaniels, Mo, has pointed out that um, the, 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 the cornerbacks, very young unit, they went out, they got some additional young veterans in Rocky Sin in former Titan Chris Jones, who's a little bit on the older side. But then you have, again, Trayvon Mullen, Nickel Corner, Nate Hobbs, who I'm a big fan of, Amik Robertson. Mo, you look at this group heading into camp next week in Henderson. Uh, what's your confidence level? If you're going to rate this group on a scale from 0 to 100, meaning 100% confidence, where are they in your scale? Yeah, I'll give it a 60, only because um, 
I think I think Trayvon Miller is going to be fine on one side as long as he's healthy. Of course, he had a surgery in the offseason. As long as he's healthy, he's fine on that side. But people are penciling in Rocky Asin as a star, and I, and I say pump the brakes on that one. Uh, his former defensive backs coach did point out some weaknesses that he did have in Indianapolis, which was had to cut down his penalties. Uh, he had nine as a rookie, cut it down to six in his second year, and then three in his last year. But he also doesn't have a lot of ball production because uh, Roe pointed out that he has to play the ball a lot better. I believe only two interceptions in his career. So I think Anthony Averett, who I think is a, is a sleeper and an X-factor in that secondary, I think he has a chance to win that starting job. The, one of the outlandish takes that I have with the secondary, specifically the cornerbacks, is I think Amik Robinson, Robertson has a shot to not only make the roster but have a role moving around that secondary. A lot of people have already... Uh, flushed him down the toilet and say, oh, he, they got to wave him. They got to release him. I, I think he can possibly play well under a new coaching staff because sometimes you just need a new staff to tap into a player's yeah. potential and then he clicks. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and I agree with with Everett. It, he, listen, he, he came from that Baltimore defense. And no matter what you think of the Ravens, uh, they have a great reputation. They've had great coaching for a long time. They developed talent there. So I think you're right. I think he's going to surprise people. Let's go back to Yasin because I, you're right. I think Raider Nation overall is overly excited about him. I'm not saying they shouldn't be because if he can reach his potential, the Raiders potentially have a steal there. He's an amazing talent. He's floated between starter and backup with the Colts last year in 2020. Eight of 13 games, he started eight pass breakups, allowing 53.3 completion rate and three touchdowns with an 88.8 passer rating in coverage. One of the things you pointed out in a piece you did on Sports Not uh, a few weeks ago was not only the fact that he's got to stay healthy, he's had some issues staying on the field, uh, but also his hand placement. Talk a little bit about that, what you mean and what he needs to do in order to maybe solidify a role as a starter with the Raiders. Yeah, as I mentioned, he had some issues. Usually if, you're, if a cornerback is too handsy, you get a tug at the jersey, the refs are going to throw the laundry on the field. And as I said, his former defensive backs coach mentioned that. Uh, if he doesn't get down under control, he's definitely not going to play. But that was part of the reason why he moved between a starting role and a backup role in Indianapolis. Uh, the other thing is the Raiders need a defensive back who's going to force turnovers. I think that's going to be Trayvon Merrick, who we'll talk about later on. But they need their corners to force some turnovers. And that hasn't been Rocky Austin in his career. He's got to learn how to play the ball. Uh, and I think that's where Averitt, I'll mention him again, I think that's where he can kind of swoop in and take this job. He led the Ravens in interceptions last year, had 11 pass breakups, which I believe was third on that team. But he could be a late bloomer. And I think not to, and this is not to dump on Rocky Sim, but I think the competition between him and Averitt is a lot closer than people think. Yeah, no doubt about it. And of course, they, <clears throat> the, the, the Yasin thing with the Ngakwe trade, you know, Fans always wanted to want to bargain, right? So if we traded this guy, this guy's got to be good and he better be a starter, right? But that doesn't always work out that way. We go to Trayvon Mullen. Here's a guy that I think Raider fans um, and observers, uh, people who cover the league, have been very excited about. That rookie season started off, played 10 starts, had a great season, um, held a 783 uh, passer rating. Second season, did fine again. Uh, and then last year, uh, only five appearances because of the injuries. Had some trouble staying on the field. When you look at Trayvon Mullen, clearly this is one of those uh, make-or-break years for him with the Raiders. I like the kid's talent. He's got to be able to stay on the field. Is that his biggest obstacle? What else does he need to prove in camp to solidify that role? He's another one that you want to see more turnovers for us on his, on his side of the field. Mm. He did lead the Raiders in pass breakups in his first two years. So I have no issues about him uh, 
defending a wide receiver on the outside alone on, on an island. Because as you know, Patrick Graham, your cornerback is going to have to play in man coverage. So I don't, I don't worry about him there. He has the physicality. He has the length. Uh, you mentioned his injuries. I, I think he, he'll bounce back. As long as the foot injury, lower leg injury doesn't linger, again, I think he'll be fine. Uh, but if he's not on the field, it's going to be an issue because the Raiders did not resign Casey Hayward. He's he's in Atlanta right now. So if mm-hmm. I, I think Trayvon Mullen is the best cornerback on the roster. If he's not in the field, that's a big hit to your secondary. Yeah. So let's talk. Uh, and, and I agree. And I, I think he will if he can stay healthy. And if that I mean, we saw um, uh, what he did, the foot surgery, all that stuff. If he's good. And it might take him a little bit, so I don't think we're, you know, it's not the kind of guy I think in the first two weeks of camp you're going to be like, oh, he's back. I think it's going to take him some time to play into shape. Uh, and, of course, they don't play a ton in the preseason anyway, although I think he'll play a little more than that because they want to see what they have. But you look at the other guys out there, too, Mo, in this defensive backfield that are going to have a chance. I talked about Chris Jones coming over from the Titans, a name people know. Also, Darius Phillips from the Bengals. He was part of the Bengals' Super Bowl team. Uh, talk about those two guys. Those are veterans, I think, good insurance policies. If I'm uh, Dave Ziegler and I'm looking at guys out on the street to come in and compete and push these guys a little bit, they're good, but they also gives them some depth, doesn't it? Yeah, it gives us some depth. I think the the person that should worry most about them is probably Meek Robertson because if one yeah. of those guys make the roster, it probably means Robertson is out of the door. But I think especially with Phillips, uh, he, he, you know, he has played a little on defense, but he's probably going to be one of your core special teamers He's the guy I will look at as, a, as someone who's probably who could make the back end of the roster as a challenger for Meek Robinson. But I would look at those two as battling for a back end spot on the uh, at cornerback. No doubt about it. Uh, and Mo, let's talk too. So we talked about those individual players and where they're at there and your confidence level at about 60%. I'm probably a little higher than that. I think they're going to respond. I believe that much in the staff that Patrick Graham has put together in Las Vegas. But talk about the scheme, right? So this is something else we need to get into and we'll get into as we do these position breakdowns is Patrick Patrick Graham's scheme and that kind of hybrid approach to it. What does that mean for this group? What's what's going to be more difficult for them? How might it be easier uh, versus the previous regime staff? But we all know what Gus Bradley was going to do when he put, when he put his uh, defenders out there. They're going to play cover three. Regardless of who they're playing, it's going to, for the most part, it's going to be cover three. Uh, Patrick Graham, you're, you're going to see during training camp, if you ask him about his scheme, four, you know, four, three, three, four, four, two, five, three, three, five, he's going to say multiple. He's going to say yes. It's going to be basically a variation. Depending on what the game plan is for that specific opponent, he's going to tailor it to that opponent. And that's all that means. But I did say that he did make a statement, I believe, one or two summers ago that he said it's very important in the NFL to be able to play in man coverage. And that goes back to my point about Anthony Averett. In Baltimore, you know, uh, Wink Martindale, a lot of blitzing in Baltimore. So your cornerbacks have to be able to be comfortable on an island defending one-on-one in their area. And Anthony Averett proved that he can do that. Uh, Mar- Marlon Humphrey Battled injuries last year. Marcus Peters didn't play the entire year. I believe it was an Achilles or an ACL. He was out. So Anthony Aver had to step up under short notice, and he and he played up to the occasion. So, again, with, with, with the scheme that he's in now, he's equipped to play in man. So that's another reason why I think he has a shot to make an impact this year. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I, I get a theme from you, Mo. <laughs> we got and the name. That's right. And and so Mostradamus is back. Um, Mo, before we cut out for this segment for the break and then come back and talk about safeties, uh, if any of these guys falter and if the Raiders need to go out looking, there's some names still out there, some names you've mentioned in the past. Uh, who might the Raiders look to uh, in the free agency pool if somebody gets hurt, knock on wood, that they don't? Or if uh, they get to a point where you got a couple guys just not working out. Yeah, I, he got cooked last year. Uh, but I think, you know, it doesn't hurt to bring in a veteran like a Janoris Jenkins uh, mm-hmm. type of player who gambles. Kind of reminds me of Asante Samuel. Uh, but when he's, you know, when he's ball hawking out there, he's going to help you force turnovers. And that's the thing with me with the Raiders defense this year. They have to force some turnovers because I believe they were tied for third fewest turnovers for us last year. They need guys out there who are going to track the football. And and Rocky Asin, as I mentioned earlier, not his strong suit. Trayvon Mullen, although he does get the pass breakups, not really a ball hawk in his career. Even going back to Clemson, the most interceptions he's had in a season was three. So they need someone to step up and, and take the football away and give more possessions to that offense. Oh, and I, I almost forgot my guy, Nate Hobbs. Give me your take on Nate Hobbs. Um, I enjoyed watching him play last year. I think he's got that skill set with a better coaching staff now. I, I expect a lot out of him. Yeah, had a had a pretty impressive rookie campaign. He's going to be your slot cornerback. I know there was some buzz. Maybe he moves outside. But I think you keep him at slot where he performed well last year. Don't change it up for him. Uh, he performed well in a certain spot. Keep him there unless there's an emergency. As I mentioned, if, if Trayvon Mullen goes down, then that's when you look to kind of shuffle it up a little bit. But Nate Hobbs has the makings to be one of the best slot corners in the league. Yeah, just a great pick there by uh, Mike Mayock on John Gruden. Got to give credit where credit is due. All right, we're going to step aside for our final break. When we come back, we move to safeties as we look at the defensive backs for the Raiders heading into camp 2022. You're listening to Mo and Scott here on Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. We'll be right back. 